here with Nick and Big J here, present and accounted for on a Friday morning. It is the 13th day of August 2021. Big J, Friday the 13th, of course. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Hell. Well, you probably should. Because Jesus. it is a big part of any kind of superstition, any kind of people that are worried about things, usually... It's Friday the 13th related, but you've established on this show part of your canon, Big J, is that you are not superstitious about things like this, and yeah. numbers mean nothing to you. That's right. Uh, but. Nothing. You did say, oh, Jesus, when I said it was Friday the 13th, oh, so now I'm a big sarcasm. Gotcha. Okay. So there's no concern at all about a bit, a little, little bit of bad luck attached to it? Not for me. Good. As well it should be. Just another Friday. But it get ready for your social media to be just completely taken over by Friday the 13th memes today. That's what's going to happen over the course of the day and probably <laughs> the show, if we're being honest. But hopefully it will be a good Friday for you leading into a fantastic weekend. It'll be a busy one around here. Going to yeah. be out and about. Big J will be out at the Albertsons in Payette today from 4 to 6, helping out uh, people and hanging out with Coors Light and trying to give away a uh, party for 20 for Section 37, which is pretty cool, as well as helping out some firefighters here that are saving the West from wildfires, which is fantastic. Uh, then tomorrow, we'll be out at Bronco Motors Mitsubishi. Adam will be out there in the morning from 10 a.m. to noon, and then Big J will be out at the Boise Hemp Fest at Julie Davis Park from 2 to 4. That's going to go all day, though, so there's lots of stuff that you can do, lots of stuff that you can partake in, and... You can hang out with the X in a bunch of places over the course of the next couple of days, and hopefully you take advantage of that. As far as setting the table for the show is concerned, Big J's got a life lesson for you as you head into the weekend today. Got a chance for you to win some Seether tickets coming up for X Day at the Fair with Pop Culture Smackdown. And odds are, if uh, we have our way, we're going to have a little bit of fun over the course of the show today, too. We do like to play music on this very program. We're going to kick things off with some Pearl Jam this morning. It's Alive. Here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. Chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And it probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but the data was released yesterday from the 2020 census. And it'll let you know that guess what? Idaho had a lot of people move here. State's population grew by 17.3% over the past 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Second only to Utah, which saw an 18.4% change in population. Much of that growth was concentrated around the southwestern Idaho cities of Boise, Nampa, and Meridian, Ada County, growing by 26%. If you're looking for a bell of the ball as far as which city got bigger or biggest in the last 10 years, probably shouldn't surprise you, it's the city of Meridian. Actually, one of the 10 fastest growing cities in the United States. It had uh, 75,000 people in there around 2010, last time they did the census, and now it's up to around 120,000. Yeah. Fastest growing population has contributed to a housing crunch, of course, that's reflected in the census data. Idaho's 10% home vacancy rate was close to the national average, but of course, you can still struggle to find a place to live here. One thing that uh, maybe also should surprise you is uh, the fact that while the country got more diverse, guess what state's still white AF, Big J? Good old Idaho. 
Uh, last time they did a census, we were about 81% white only. This time around, we're 79% white only. Uh, which means, you know, when you when you hit a diversity index, you select, you know, is there a possibility you could have another, you know, race or ethnicity group in your bloodstream? And we checked the white-only box a bunch, basically, in the 2020 census, which is not surprising when you take a look around. Idaho, not exactly very diverse. Never right. has been. Probably won't be, unfortunately. But it is one of those deals that was interesting to see while we had a bunch of people move here the diversity index didn't change, whereas in other states, even in Utah, for crying out loud, they saw a significant change in their diversity rate when there was an increase in population. So there's that. I'm not sure that's something to be proud of, but you certainly can see why there's a bunch of people more. There's, you can certainly tell there's a bunch more people moving here, and now you know exactly how much. Did you watch any of the Field of Dreams game last night? No, I didn't. I did see some clips though, and I regret that because it looked pretty damn cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something crazy, but that's how you save baseball. Right there. You make it an event and you make it look gorgeous. You forget sometimes how beautiful of a game baseball can be when it's played in the right setting. And to watch the team come out from the cornfields last night was super, super cool. I mean, I felt like they milked the Kevin Costner thing a little bit too much. I don't know if you watched that whole thing. It was cool that he was there, but he was walking for like three and a half minutes. I'm like, how long is this thing going on? And then milk the it, team, man. You could have milk it. And the team came out, and I was like, well, see, that's that's pretty cool. And they came out and shook Kevin Costner's hand. He threw out the first pitch. And, oh, by the way, then it was a hell of a baseball game, too, on top of it all. Watching them crank home runs into the cornfield was a really, really a lot of fun. 8,000 fans there, and they got to see a walk-off home run, two-run bottom of the ninth home run to win the game by Tim Anderson for the Chicago White Sox. So that was a lot of and fun the, as well. And then the cornfield burned down mm-hmm. after the fireworks. But also that looked cool, man. Yeah, it did. It looked really cool. And so this is how you do it. I mean, they, they are going to come back, so baseball's going to beat this into the ground, unfortunately. But I think it's a really cool idea for you. You want to save the game? Bring the big leaguers on like a minor league baseball you know, stadium tour and a couple times a year have the big dogs play in these stadiums in places that have never seen a major league baseball game like Iowa or you know other places that don't have or this Boise, access. Idaho. Well that's not going to happen until we get a new stadium but it, it is one of those deals where I think that's how you do it. When you make an event out of something where you bring it to some place where it hasn't been before and you put it in a beautiful setting like that I mean it's just it reminds you how beautiful of a game that can be and what an event it can be when it's done put together and produced the right way so well done to not only fox but major league baseball for putting that together it was it was gorgeous to watch the field of dreams game uh one off they said they'll be back probably involving the cubs because you know cubs are close to iowa plus the iowa clubs play there as well so that could be the next time they go around there so probably not the last time you see it at the field of dreams but a really cool way to make it happen If you are a fan of the new Home Alone movie, guess what? Disney Plus has decided they're going to introduce the sixth Home Alone movie in November. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, Ellie Kemper's in it, Rob Delaney's in it, and a bunch of people you've never heard of also in it. Uh, It'll start streaming on Friday, November 12th. They're hoping to reboot and relaunch the Home Alone franchise, and that is when it will be available for you to stream on Disney Plus as long as you're a subscriber. The morning after with Nick and Big J. You know, today's life lesson, Nick, is sometimes there's not an answer. <laughs> and I don't have uh, all the lessons sometimes to teach. And here's a perfect example, because uh, I was left uh, befuddled 
last night. As I'm watching uh, some uh, preseason football, uh, the wife comes in on her break, and she's like, oh, football's on. And I'm like, you don't care. And uh, she's like, yeah, I do. I watched the entire draft with you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I go, you want to play fantasy football? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, great. You know what? Let's uh, Maybe we should have another fantasy family football league. And uh-huh. she's like, okay, well, let's, you know, I text group text to kids. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to play fantasy football? Immediate responses, no. Have they shown any interest in football no. before? Uh, they tried. They tried for a while. And so here's where I get into the, this. is It's going to get a little dark, Nick. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I start to think about it. I'm like, is there anything that I like that my kids are interested in at all? And the answer to that is no. No, there isn't. Uh, and I'm like, well, how are they going to remember me when I'm gone? What are they going to do? They'll remember you for things that they hate. I, I guess. I'm like, you know, my my oldest, she, uh, neither, neither of them like to go to concerts, even for bands that they like. They're certainly not into rock music for sure. I mean, they like some bands here and there, but it's really sentimental and not not really passionate about something like that, about rock music. So that's kind of out of, out of the window. Um, my youngest likes movies from time to time, but I mean, it's not one of those things where I, it's it's at the same level, you know. And the oldest, she she likes to play video games, but they're not, you know, games that... I mean, we used to play Call of Duty together, but we really haven't been able to do that in a long time. Uh, she she likes just anime. That's all she watched. She didn't watch any regular TV or any, um, you know, she, they started to watch Suicide Squad the other day. And I called and asked, I'm like, hey, did you finish Suicide Squad? And she's like, no. And I'm, like, I'm like, there's nothing that I like that I love that they, they have any sort of interest in it in it in at all and i'm like oh no man what, what are they gonna do to to remember their pops are they gonna sit down and play some american truck simulator probably not no are they gonna pop on some metallica no doubtful and if they are they're not gonna enjoy it so i don't know that's that's the life lesson is sometimes they don't have the answer i was pretty bummed about it for a little bit well i mean is it uh is it something where you feel like maybe expanding your horizons would benefit things? I've tried. I've done that. Listen, trust me. I have tried to do that. What did you try to do? Uh, well, I got into The Witcher uh-huh. for the kid. She hasn't even finished watching the first season. Uh, that's a tough season to get through. No, that's not the reason why. She loves The Witcher. She loved it. She just doesn't watch the last episode because then it's over. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man, that's ridiculous. So no, I've I've attempted to get into the things that they uh, that they like, but you know that that has little to do with the things that I love. Right, of course. So, so I mean, it's kind of uh, a two pronged problem. I mean, you both are kind of a, l- a little bit at fault, you know. No, I know if I want to uh, be able to relate to my kid, uh, I'd sit there and watch TikTok all damn day long or listen to some Post Malone. So I could do those things, sure. Uh, but uh, you but know. even then, you're only relating to one of them, right? Sure, it's, it's so not a collective. It's thing. two versus one. That's not my fault. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is there anything that those two have in common that you could be a part of, or immerse yourself in, or at least try to be a part of? Maybe I don't know. Well, see, that's that's part of the issue. You I should doubt it. Do some research and see if I there's something like that the things that each too, other likes. Well, then that's then then there's the issue. You know what I mean? If there's nothing that the three of you have in common, then there's no solution to this problem. So we just go our separate ways. I understand. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, also, you don't necessarily have to like the thing that you're 
friend Nick, is known for to have a legacy. Remember me? I don't understand how those two thoughts are connected. I don't know either. Uh, I don't think they are. That's how I was feeling, and I there was no answer for that. Sometimes uh, there isn't an answer. You're correct because sometimes it's a weird conclusion to make. Like you know, you don't like everything about people that have passed on, but you still remember that about them. You know what I mean? It's I not like you forget them because you don't have anything in common. It's one of those deals where you can still remember the things that they enjoyed and the the joy that they brought in your life. It just that you don't have those memories of doing stuff. And plus, you've done plenty of things with your daughters. It's not like you've lived completely compartmentalized lives and you haven't done anything together. Your legacy's secure. Maybe. You just got to figure it all out. Didn't feel like it last night is all. I, well, I, I as you wanted to do fantasy football. That is a very acquired taste, Big J, as you should know by now. Not everybody is into that particular type of attention put into a sport they could give a rat's ass about. I know. I wish they cared. Maybe one day they will. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big Jake. Keep Hopefully trying. Before I'm dead. There's your life lesson coming up in a few minutes. We got ourselves some important stuff. The Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, the internet rears its ugly head as, once again, the worst place to be for things. As doctors across the country are now trying very hard, using the internet itself and other places, to warn men, do not put vinegar on your junk, Big J. Because there was a popular porn site that apparently had an ad that advised men that if you want to make your junk bigger by about 65%, you just rub apple cider vinegar on that son of a gun. Yeah, man. And so a bunch of people were like, well, hey, listen, man, it's over-the-counter apple cider vinegar. You'd be irresponsible not to at least try it. And so that's when it started to go viral. And doctors say, hey, listen, let's let's be perfectly clear here. There is 100% zero evidence that any herbal supplement, any cream, any over-the-counter anything can help enlarge that part of your body. Because if there was any Are you sure? sliver of truth to it, you would have known by now. It wouldn't be something like apple cider vinegar, I guess is my point. And I, I, that makes very clear logical sense to me. It does do well when you when you spritz it on barbecue. Uh, that's right, but you are not barbecue, right? No, and I'm not going to barbecue my junk. I certainly would hope not. Uh, no, but I'm kicking anyway. Doctors say that there's absolutely zero percent chance that will work. In fact, if you do it, there is a hundred percent chance of causing both stinging and inflammation. So it's a terrible thing to do, and that's all that's happened since this thing went, you know, kind of viral. Is that people are like, hey, that hurts. Oh, my goodness. That's not good. That's right. That's why you don't do that stuff. And so, believe me, if there was anything out there, cream, prescription, or otherwise, you would it never stop hearing about it. It wouldn't be some weird advertisement yeah, on we would, a Yeah, we would site. have advertisements running regularly on this very yeah. radio station in hot rotation, right. baby. That's what happens when things actually work for that part of your the body. The life lesson would be brought to you by <laughs> what makes your junk bigger cream. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, despite your, your willingness and want for it, it's not out there. You're going to have to deal with what you're given, and that's just the way that it works. 
Another day, another record-breaking day for the Brewers. Milwaukee's Luis Arias uh, tied a major league record for five extra base hits last night as the Brewers beat the Cubs 17-4. He homered in the seventh and ninth inning, also hit three doubles, drove in five runs, and scored five runs. He's now the 16th major league baseball player with five extra base hits in a game. That game also featured his teammate Manny Pena driving in six runs with a grand slam and a two-run homer as well as the Brewers put 17 on the board. Kawhi Leonard has re-signed officially with the Los Angeles Clippers. Didn't surprise anybody, but he inked a four-year, $176.3 million deal. Leonard, of course, uh, previously declined his player option for the upcoming season to become a free agent. Uh, Did tell the team last Friday that he was going to return, and now they've finalized the deal. Two-time finals MVP expected to miss significant time this next season. However, because don't forget, he did tear his ACL in the playoffs. That usually takes a calendar year to come back from. So he is expected to be back, but not until late, late, late in the season for the Clippers next year. So there's that. Zach Wilde staying busy. He has said that he will join Ozzy Osbourne when Ozzy returns to the stage next year. He says, quote, Oz is getting himself back healthy and then we'll be back on the road. Uh, Ozzy delayed his No More Tours 2 tour in 2018 after he fell and displaced some metal rods in his back. And then the tour had to be delayed again because of COVID-19. Wilde did not appear on his latest album called Ordinary Man, and he's not expected to appear on Osborne's follow-up. But he did commit to the fact that he wants to go on the road with the Ozman. He was asked by Sharon and by Ozzy both if they would, if he would join them on the road and be part of the touring band, and Zach was like, absolutely. He says, I don't have to be involved in everything that Ozzy does, but I'll always be there for him and Sharon, especially on the road. And if they call me now and ask to go over there and feed their dog for three days, I'll help them out, let alone go on tour with them. So, and you see Ozzy on the stage in the next, hopefully, year or so, you will know that Zach Wilde will be right there with him. The X rocks. Singapore is where we are headed for today's We're Going to Hell story. And I suppose we are in better safe than sorry territory. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If you think you may have yourself a real dangerous situation, it's probably better to notify the authorities, which is exactly what animal rescuers were trying to do when they went to a Singapore home earlier this week when a woman called and said, listen, I I may be going crazy, but I swear I hear like a really constant hissing sound. And I'm like, maybe there's a snake in my house. And so animal rescues are like, okay, well, do you hear where it's coming from? And she's like, well, I'm pretty sure it's like in my bathroom area, you know? And I've heard Ugh. those snakes could come up through the toilet no! or the drains or something. And they're right like, here well, in this program, you've heard that. <laughs> all right. All right. That's a legitimate concern. Why don't you record, if you can, what you're hearing and send it to us? And we'll send some people on the way meanwhile, and we'll see if we can get an idea of what it was. And so she does. She has a recording of something. And she sent it to what's called the Acres, which is an animal welfare group there in Singapore. And they heard the recording, and they're like, well, listen, that sounds like it could be a black spitting cobra. I mean, that's a pretty loud, constant hiss. That's a very, very dangerous snake. Do yourself a favor. Stay away from that bathroom. If you can, close the door. Try to put something underneath it so it can't crawl. And we're on our way. they identified the snake from the hissing? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much I about mean, snakes. that's impressive. I'm guessing, you know, you can tell when it's a rattlesnake because it's got a rattle of sound, but maybe snakes have distinctive sn- hisses yeah. that I don't know anything about. Either way, that's what they identify it as over the phone. Get the hell out of the house, that's lady. That's right. So they get there, and they show up, 
and they find out as they open up the door expecting to see a snake, they discovered the source of the hissing, which was an Oral-B electric toothbrush, Big J. Uh, apparently, she had just <laughs> forgotten to turn off the electric toothbrush, and that brought an end to the hissing. Now, if you were like me, who I said, hey, listen, I've got an electric toothbrush. When I turn it on, it doesn't sound anything like any kind of snake. It's got a very, you know, distinct vibration sound, not a hissing sound. Yeah. Turns out the problem started when she got some water into the battery version of the Oral-B toothbrush, so it was affecting the mechanism. And that's what was causing the hissing sound. So she has decided to get a new toothbrush. So that's the good news. The good news was the hissing was just a toothbrush that apparently she forgot to turn off. I don't know how that happens either. But uh, it is one of those deals where at least it wasn't a black venomous hissing cobra. So maybe you can't identify snakes via their hissing sound. (laughs) Or maybe you can. It's just not great uh, using a phone recording. I'm not sure. Or maybe a malfunctioning Oral-B electric toothbrush sounds significantly close to a black spitting cobra. That could be, too. I mean, I don't know what a black spitting cobra sounds like. Do you? No. So I'm, I guess I'll have to trust the animal experts that they know what they're talking about. And at the very least, this woman can sleep again in her house knowing that she doesn't have a snake in there, just a malfunctioning electric toothbrush. I've seen animal experts on Discovery Channel, Nick. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust them. Okay, that's fair. You watch more of that than I do. But, I mean, if you don't trust them, I don't know who you trust. You can't trust your own instincts because you thought it was a snake, too. Right? Well, I was assuming because that lady thought that it was a snake. And that's all that lady was doing, too, was assuming. But I'm like, have I heard that? I'm like, you know what? That doesn't sound like a snake at all. Well, maybe it did. It did. And, and, I mean, how long did she say she heard this noise? Uh, it did not. There was no uh, period of time. I mean, do some damn investigation, lady, before you start making phone calls. Well, I mean, do you want to be right about there being a snake and it being a venomous one? I mean, I would think that you wouldn't, right? I don't want to. I mean, if I think it's a snake, well, again, you're I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear hissing sounds for five minutes and then call the authorities. No, do you're some right. Investigating, but I mean, listen. If you think it might be a snake, watch out. I mean, you do have a, a, a fear of snakes. Oh, you have those lying around. Her house. Oh, she's in an apartment. Yeah, yeah, it's Singapore. Get some tongs. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. That is Metallica. That is Unforgiven 2 here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You've heard us talk about it for the last couple of weeks. You know Big J is going to be out there tomorrow as well, but Hempfest is back officially here in the Treasure Valley. It is happening all day tomorrow at Julia Davis Park, and it's an honor and privilege to welcome back in the studio Sarah Frank, who's been on the show a couple of times. She is the event coordinator for Boise Hempfest. Welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. Thank, Thank you, you very much for getting up early and coming in. I know the next couple of days are going to be completely in insane for you as you put this all together, but let's start by saying congratulations. I mean, when we first started talking to you, Hempfest was something that you thought of and organized and was really, truly kind of beginning something, and now it has grown into this really large, really cool event that's just getting bigger every single year, right? Yes, thank you. It's it's been a lot of, it's been a long adventure for sure in the last, well, it's our fifth annual event, but mm-hmm. you know, last year we had to postpone. So, right, six years now of working on this. <laughs> this one's been sitting on the back burner for about a year now. It's pretty awesome, and I know how hard you work to make this happen. I mean, it started with kind of like getting people to sign a petition and trying to start a movement to help out things here in the Treasure Valley and in Idaho in general. And that still is one of the mission statements behind Hempfest, too, right? Yes, um, we call it a cannabis education event. The goal is to bring cannabis awareness, education, and discussion 
discussion into the Treasure Valley, um, you know, help to people to understand the truth behind cannabis, the war on drugs, the um, 10,000 year history that mankind has with this plant. It's not just, you know, about getting high. It's, right. This plant is an amazing plant and we want everybody to be able to know that. So we provide that, an opportunity. Come down, listen to our speakers. We have some presentations this year that are going on in our hemposium. Um, and then, you know, just it's a lot of fun too. We've got 12 hours of entertainment, all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, you've got music, food, and um, and I imagine the the speakers probably that you recruit to have come in are probably really excited about coming here because that really gives them a chance to to educate and do what they really are passionate about. Yes, definitely. Um, and they're also a little, you know, intimidated by Idaho, a little concerned <laughs> about coming over our borders. Sure. It's a running joke, you know, for the legal states, you know. Go, we need to build a bridge over Idaho, <laughs> but you know they're they're excited. We've got some really great speakers coming in from Seattle, um, people who've been involved in the hemp industry for decades. So. Right. And so, you know, there's lots of things out there to educate yourself on. There's uh, more vendors than ever out at Boise Hemp Fest this year. I know you have a hundred, over a hundred people that are going to be out there kind of talking about things and having a lot of different things for people to check out and purchase and be a part of. And and uh, I know that's a lot of hard work for you as well, trying to get some of the, the people into the actual uh, Hemp Fest. But it's going to be a lot of fun for whoever decides to show up tomorrow, right? Yes, definitely. I like it very much. And of course, uh, it's a family-friendly event. I know you, you put a lot of work into the kids area too, right? Yes. Um, well, I'm a mom. Right. <laughs> and when I started with my activism with cannabis, I had a you know five-year-old child and I had to bring him everywhere with me. And so he grew up helping us do this, you know, going to all these events. And for a lot of years, he ran the kid land. You know, he, he was the kid behind kid land. <laughs> and he's, you know, adult now and, you know, you know, moved out and not so much wanting to be involved in mom's stuff anymore. But <laughs> it's, you know, this year is definitely, it's going to be a big kid land. We've got a, a bounce castle and obstacle courses and games and free prizes and arts and crafts. And it'll just be a lot of fun for those kids. And, cool. and uh, dogs too, right? Yes, dogs yes. as well. Yes. You got to bring in your furry friends. Definitely, definitely. And all creatures need to, you know, be well behaved, um, especially, you know, the, the owners. So but <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. It's always a lot of, you know, just hanging out in the park. Yep. Let's give some details. If people want to check out Boise Hemp Fest tomorrow, when does the fun start? How long does it go? It's from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Beautiful. And I know Big J is going to be out there broadcasting live from 2 to 4 tomorrow, so you can swing on by and see what's going on with the X. And there's also a lot of chance to educate yourself. And then there's some raffle prizes to be given away too, right? Yes, and two prize giveaways, one at 420 and one at 710. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> there's an opportunity for you to win some stuff as well as have some fun and just really kind of have a good time and learn a little bit more about what's going on. Because I know one of the things that you are trying to push through is a medical petition right now, right? Yes, there's the Idaho Medical Marijuana Act um, that's circulating right now th through Kind Idaho. And then the Idaho Citizens Coalition has a new one coming out that they're launching at our event, um, a 
personal decriminalization, the tagline is to legalize the drive you know, from Ontario. Beautiful. So it's an opportunity for you to uh, lend your name to some pretty good causes and help out some interesting things here in the Treasure Valley as well as uh, this event continues to grow year after year after year and it is a testament to the hard work that you put in and I know you've given uh, you've dropped by some gift baskets for us to give away as well which has some pretty cool things in there. All the part of the vendors that are part of the actual event? Yes, many of our sponsors, our vendors, a lot of stuff from Hempfest itself, you know, that we've collected through the years. Lots of old t-shirts shirts, posters. It's a very heavy bag. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be giving that away as well. So if you get a chance, swing on by tomorrow. It is a free event, correct? Anybody can pop on by? Correct, yes. So it's a family-friendly event. You can swing on by 10 to 10 tomorrow at Julia Davis Park. Again, uh, Big J out there from 2 to 4. You can swing on by and say hello as well. I know, again, it's going to be a busy couple days, so thank you for making time for us this morning, sir. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J on the way. Some important stuff. Stuff. The morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, well, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444 or chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, prepare yourself because the fast food landscape is about to change. Oh my god. Wendy's, you've heard of them, yes? Of course. They are making a bet that people like you don't just want their food fast, they want it delivered to them too. They are planning to open up 700 delivery-only kitchens by the year 2025 in the US, Canada, and the UK. Uh, They will deal with parties like DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub to make the deliveries, but Wendy's is partnering with Miami-based Reef Technology, which already runs about 5,000 delivery kitchens in 30 cities around the world, and they'll be building the kitchens and hiring workers for them. Basically, uh, Wendy's are making uh, kitchens only for the way to deliver you their food instead of you going to pick it up, if that makes sense. Wendy's will get royalties of some 6% of sales. Demand for restaurant delivery already on the rise before the pandemic really surged during it. It remains to be seen how much of that will continue. But Wendy says its digital sales, which include delivery and orders for pickup, made up about 7.5% of total sales in the second quarter of this year. That's already up 3% for 2019. And Wendy's thinks, hey, if we become the first fast food restaurant that can really deliver fast food fast, that could get us a really big advantage in this particular fast food marketplace. And I actually think it's really smart. And well, we'll see you. where that goes. Look at the brain on Nick. Oh, well, it's not my idea. <clears throat> I just think that it's, it's. A, I mean, it's certainly many more people are ordering to eat at home, be it fast food or otherwise. Yeah. And giving people the ability. I mean, can you imagine if you had a, a place that was meant just for delivery, which means it got to you faster than other places? That would be a wonderful advantage, I think. And in fresher. Right. And then I started thinking about this. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, you remember being a kid going to Pizza Hut? But you would go to Pizza Hut. It was like a dine-in place. Yeah, they had the salad bar. They had arcade games. But did they deliver then? I don't remember if they did or not. I well, think they pivoted yeah. to delivery only. But because now no, you can't. By the 80s, they were delivered. Okay. so But, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't remember ever. My point was, when I had Pizza Hut as a kid, I only remember it from going into the Pizza Hut and playing the arcade games and, and doing that kind of thing. I don't remember getting Pizza Hut at home. But, clearly, they transitioned to a delivery-only business. Like, I don't even know. Is there a Pizza Hut you can go in and sit down yeah, at anymore? of course. Okay. Have you? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You sat I down mean, and ate at a Pizza Hut? Where? When? It was about uh, two years ago. The Pizza Hut in Cobla. Nice. 
Uh, what made you decide to do that? Uh, it was a, um, I mean, it was a yearly, it's a yearly thing. You, so. you yearly went to Pizza Hut? Uh, yeah, to celebrate uh, my cousin Aaron's life. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so, do they have like the arcade setup and it was like standard Pizza Hut kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, it looked All like right. a Pizza Hut inside. There you go. I, ha- I didn't even know they had any place that you could sit down and eat anymore. Well, but you don't get out much. No, well, I do, but I just <laughs> Pizza Hut doesn't top my list of places to go eat. Uh, I usually, when, when I have Pizza Hut, it comes to me, is my point. And that's kind of what pizza places did, is they pivoted to delivery only, or a lot of places did that, and it made a bunch of sense then. So it makes sense to me that Wendy's is doing it now. The Field of Dreams game yesterday was a pretty big success for Major League Baseball. The Chicago White Sox won 9-8 over the New York Yankees last night with a walk-off two-run home run by Tim Anderson uh, with one out. It was pretty awesome to see on TV. It looked beautiful. They did the, the team entrances from the cornfield. It was really, really neat. Uh, and uh, it was one of those deals that reminds you that baseball can still be pretty cool to watch every now and again if it's done and put together and manufactured the right way. So we will see what they do to build on that, but it was kind of nice to see. Fox did a great job with the telecast as well. Uh, you could probably check out some clips online if you missed any of it, and they had a nice little fireworks display afterwards. It gave it a real nice small-town feel for a big league baseball game. It made it seem really cool and different, which is kind of what baseball needs to do to stay relevant, I think. Uh, congratulations to Kawhi Leonard. He's going to be rich. He signed a four-year, $176.3 million deal to stick around with the L.A. Clippers, although odds are he's going to miss a lot of next season. He's continuing to recover from a surgically repaired, partially torn ACL. And if you want to see Venom Let There Be Carnage, you're going to have to wait. Uh, the superhero flick starring Tom Hardy was set to open up on September 4th, but it has been delayed yet again. It will now come out on October 15th of this year. That is when the new Venom movie will be hitting theaters. People are more excited about this than I thought. Um, I saw the first Venom movie. It was not good. I don't know. This one does not look good to me either. Yeah, no. I I love Tom Hardy. I like Woody Harrelson. I I just, it's just not, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But uh, people are into it. I imagine it'll make some money, but it ain't going to come out until October 15th now. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's get you hooked up with some Western Idaho Fair tickets. Uh, kicks off here on the 20th of August. And, of course, the 27th is X-Fair Day. Seether going to be out there. And uh, you get to see Seether for free with your uh, fair entrance. So uh, we'll take care of that for you here with that. Or, uh, Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. You must defeat Big J in order to claim these particular tickets, but you'll get to see a hell of a concert if you are the winner of Pop Culture Smackdown. So I say good luck to everybody. Hello, The X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first. Multiple choice question for you first. What musician had his music featured on the very first vinyl album ever pressed? Was it Louis Armstrong? Was it Beethoven? Or was it Hank Williams? I'm going to say Hank Williams. Hank Williams. Wrong. That is incorrect, but thank you very much for the guess. I figured it would be a shot in the dark. That's why it's multiple choice. Hello, the X. Hello? 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 Uh, What musician had his music featured on the very first vinyl album ever pressed? Was it Louis Armstrong, Beethoven, or Hank Williams? Wrong. That's incorrect, but thank you for playing. So now, by process of elimination, somebody should have the right answer. Hello, the X. 
Beethoven? Which one? Beethoven? That is absolutely correct. Right. There you go, my friend Big J. To you, these two men co-created a little TV show called South Park, which debuted 24 years ago today. Uh, Trey Stone and Matt Parker. That is correct. Right. Uh, or, well, you mix it up. I'll give you Parker and Stone, but it's Trey Matt Parker. Stone Matt Stone and Trey Stone. Parker. Uh, back to you, my friend. Andy Samberg leads this sitcom about New York cops that started on Fox but now airs on NBC. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is correct. Right. Big J, this actress, star of Rush Hour 2 and 3, and the TV show Without a Trace, will play the Ricardo Montalban character in the Fox reboot of Fantasy Island. She was in Rush Hour 1 and 2. No, she was in Rush Hour 2 and 3. Oh, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. And the TV show was Without, Without a, a trace. trace. Oh, man. Started over 100 episodes of that show. How many of those episodes have I seen? Uh, that's Zero. a question for you. Zero. Uh, I'm going to be Ricardo Montalban. I have no idea. Uh, not even a guess? Nope. Wrong. Rosalind Sanchez is her name. Right. I'm guessing if you hadn't seen Rush Hour 2 or 3 in a while, you may not know. I don't way. think I've ever seen either one of those Really? Sequels. Weren't you just telling me? Oh, did you like Rush Hour 1? Yeah, sure. How come you didn't see 2 or 3 then? I, I, I can't tell you. It's not animated. Congratulations, Might man. Might as well be. You got yourself all set up with some Western Idaho Fair tickets and checking out Seether on the 27th. Please hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. And there's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next on the X Rock. Hey, headlines brought to you by Coors and Coors Light. They're helping to protect our West, and they're going to do so today, 4 to 6 p.m. at the Albertsons in Payette. Going to be out there broadcasting live. Big J will be to help protect our West. You can enter to win a party for 20 at Section 37 Axe Room, as well as a custom Pulaski Axe. So check it out for yourself today, 4 to 6 Albertsons in Payette for the Protect Our West live broadcast with 100.3 VX and Coors. Headlines are as follows. That's not cool. Pretty dark. And here we go. Pretty dark. An Ohio woman married the man convicted of killing her brother in the 80s, Big J. Crystal Strauss and John Teton began their relationship when she wrote him a letter saying, you know what? I forgive you for killing Brian McGarry back in 1987. He wrote back explaining, hey, listen, uh, I'm sorry, too, but I'm not sure I actually did it. And that's when they continued to stay in touch. Uh, Tijin got out of prison on July 22nd after he was granted a new trial based on some missing police reports. Then the couple got married, Big J. They exchanged vows while he was on house arrest waiting a retrial. Isn't that nice? Jesus. Now, it does appear that he's wrongly convicted, so I guess there's that. Yeah. But still, what a weird way to meet somebody, right? Yeah. Even if he didn't do it, you still ended up uh, getting married to the guy convicted of killing your brother. And that's a weird situation to be in no matter what. But if he at least was wrongly convicted, at least he's out. There's that. But what a weird way for a relationship to start. That's like prisoner tinder. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's not cool or here we go. That's not cool. A Maryland widow is suing a funeral home because she says the funeral home actually staged her husband's cremation. How does this happen? Well, uh, Demetra Street claims the Wiley Funeral Home conducted a sham service for her husband, Ivan, back in January. Because uh, days after, he was buried at the direction of another woman who claimed to be his wife. So what happened was this woman, who apparently does not know Ivan or Demetra, came to the funeral home and said she wanted her husband to be buried. So the funeral home did that. And then the funeral home actually had a meeting with the wife, and they're like, oh, God, this is the real wife of the guy that we just buried. 
and they want us to cremate him. So what do we do? They faked it, apparently. And then ultimately collect the payments for both services. So that's not cool. <laughs> it's called double dipping. Wiley Funeral Homes has denied any wrongdoing, but it's hard to deny it if these things are true. Who knows? If they are or not, or just some woman's claims, but either way, seems like a pretty uncool thing to do if you're a funeral home. Double dip on a funeral. Not nice. Yeah, bad. I wonder where he actually is. Do you think he's actually buried? Or, and I wonder if this is the first time they've done it. That's also weird. I guess you need two people to come to you with two different requests in order to pull this off, right? Right. This is not something you do with everybody. Everybody. You hope not. Wrap it up with here we go. Uh, the good news, Big J, is that science scientists have a better handle on an asteroid, specifically one's whereabouts for the next 200 years that could come close to hitting us. The bad news is that the space rock is considered to be one of the two most hazardous known asteroids in our solar system and has a slightly greater chance of clobbering Earth than previously thought. But no reason to be alarmed, according to NASA. Scientists reported that the odds are still quite low that this particular asteroid will hit us in the next 100 years. According to the NASA scientist uh, David Amercha, he says we shouldn't be worried about it too much. He's the lead author of a study that was published in the journal Icarus. While the odds of a strike have gone from 1 in 2700 to 1 in 1700 over the next century or two, scientists now have a much better idea of this particular asteroid's uh, path thanks to a spacecraft. And he says, overall, I think the situation has improved. Even though the odds are higher, we at least have a better idea of its trajectory, and it probably won't hit us. So there's that. But even if it does, Big J, it's over a century away. You and I will be long gone. Long gone. So we don't have to worry about the closest asteroid that could come to hitting Earth. That's a bit of a relief. Yeah, it seems like somebody else's problem. It does. And we tend to put off somebody else's problems, don't we? We sure do. Morning After with (laughs) Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Pop Evil, that is Survivor here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's talk about one of your favorite topics, Big J, revenge. Sweet revenge. Uh, Yeah, you know, there's an old term. uh, Revenge, best served cold. Nick, you've heard that before? I have. Well, researchers are saying, hey, maybe that's not so true. Uh, And those folks at Virginia Commonwealth University have done a study, and they said that 50% of people prefer to strike right away without any plotting. (laughs) A team conducted uh, six experiments with more than uh, 1,500 participants. Of them, 58% chose to take quick revenge, not caring if it implied dealing a lesser blow to the offender. Interesting. Uh, I wonder what people's definition of revenge is. Yeah, and and (laughs) I'm reading this article. uh, I'm like, what exactly was the occurrence? Like, what happened that the revenge just needed to be dealt out? And and what was that revenge? Because I I feel like that's a word we talk about a lot. But I mean, you don't really get a lot of opportunities. And when you do get it, uh, I mean, listen, I know that I enjoy revenge (laughs) movies and things like that. But I feel like whenever I have been truly and honestly wronged, and I feel that way, I I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I take the high road. And like I don't try to exact revenge, no matter how much I may want to. I just can't see myself being the kind of person that would want to uh, do the kind of wrong that had been done to me, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there was a couple people in our lives, Nick, that I would definitely want revenge on. Of course. And, I, I, there's and no doubt so about it. I, you know, but um, did you do anything about it, I guess, is my question. Well, I didn't have the chance to. Right, and, and I, you know, ultimately, I think karma took care of it because I hope that person's homeless now, and barely living and getting by on the street. 
because they're a POS. Yes. But, um, but that being said, you know, I think age has a lot to do with this too because now I'm like, I would be less interested in getting revenge uh, and more just kind of like trying to continue on and do the best I can to keep, you know, everything copacetic and the family, like all that stuff going on. But in my younger years, oh, I was all about getting revenge. Yeah, like what, like what though? Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, about uh, having attack driven through my head. But what did you do to revenge it? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you wanting revenge and desiring it yeah, is one thing. Are you actually executing? I, it I is have another. never. I don't think I've ever executed a, a solid plan of that's, revenge. That's my point. I think it's. I think revenge is one of those words that we truly do inflate, and none of us actually do it. Because listen, we can't. I mean, if we really were to do a revenge type scenario where you're in a situation where you would need to revenge it, uh, there's too much to lose. Usually, in some cases, my revenge has just been being good at the things I do. There's that. Um, so that has worked out really well for me. But uh, yeah, in, in retrospect, when you think uh, revenge, uh, obviously you think of John Wick and I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's what everybody needs to be doing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think there's there's extremes to be taken on each particular side. But I was just trying to think of like, you know, one of the situations where like, okay, I can certainly think of a situation where I feel like I have been wronged. You know, and I felt like I have been hurt, and I felt like that person deserves some sort of retribution. But then I'm like, have I done anything to actually exact any kind of revenge? And then I'm like, no, because usually uh, it's best served for me to not think about that particular type of thing that much. And so I feel like if you're revenging or plotting or all that kind of stuff, you're just kind of letting it stew, and none of that can be healthy, right? Yeah, no. But you're also, right. I don't know what kind of revenge people are thinking of that they exact immediately. You know what I mean? Unless you're talking about, like, if somebody punches me, I'm punching them right back. Then I yeah. get it. Is it me urinating in the coffee pots over here? Uh, another reason why I don't drink coffee. So urinate all you I want. Mean, I would never do that. And I don't think that would be very good revenge. But I'm like, is that what we're talking about here? Or I what? I hope not. But yes, you're right. Who knows? I think everybody's version of revenge is probably a little bit different. I mean, when you think it, you think John Wick. And maybe people aren't that extreme. Who knows? But either way, they like to do it right away, I guess. And technically, isn't that what John Wick did? Pretty much start up right away? Yeah, he's, until he decided he was back. Yeah, I guess he's back. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your revenge update. We got ourselves some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's get you some tickets here. August 26th uh, at the Knitting Factory Concert House and Events Center. No? Watson. What? Oh, oh! I'm sorry. We forgot to do it. Watsons, actually, the uh, the awesome mystery cafe in Spirits Diner. We'll get you set up with a family four pack, uh, table for four, dinner for four, and drinks for four. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll get you set up with that here if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. This is quite the prize. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. And it's good for a night out on the town on us for you and three of your friends if you want to do that. If you can figure out bad impressions, which works like this, Big J has three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out that famous person and boom, you've got some tickets to cool things. 208-287-1003. Big J, are you ready? Yep. And to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Good morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Shane. All right, Shane. You're up. Good luck. Nom nom. Next one. Hey, yo, Adrian. <laughs> Next one. Uh, uh. 
Is that uh, Sylvester Stallone? There you go. Stallone. Good job, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those tickets. They had it at Nom Nom. Uh, why is Sylvester Stallone in the news? Uh, this is very interesting. And uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, according to uh, Deadline, has uh, achieved something maybe nobody else will ever be able to achieve again. For six straight decades, he's had a number one film at the box office, Nick. <laughs> I know. You told me about this on uh, Wednesday. Yes, I did. But we haven't talked about it publicly. Uh, No, we did. We did? Yes. It was your thing you wanted to talk about on the end of the show. Oh. Well, I think it was only four then, and they did some digger, bigger, deep. Uh, no, digger, it was always six. Was it six? Yeah, it was okay. always impressive. It was well, here are the, the movies. Uh, Rocky. Uh-huh. Rocky, uh, Rambo First Blood in the 80s. Probably so, a bunch in the 80s. Rocky right? in the 70s, yeah. Uh, 1990s, uh, Cliffhanger. This is the one that caught me by surprise. Which movie do you think it was in the 2000s? In the two, uh, probably Expendables. No, they didn't come until 2010. Oh, okay. Driven. Then- Driven. Do you remember that movie, Driven? No. Him and Burt Reynolds, he was a race car, he was a Formula One race car driver. I don't remember that. I don't think I saw it. Uh, yeah, it's a, actually a pretty decent movie. Uh, and then, of course, Expendables in 2010s and then Suicide Squad. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's quite the uh, the resume for sure. Uh, and a really good job. Congratulations to Sylvester Stallone. Uh, to be able to pull that off uh, over 60 years is, is insane. It's insane. Yeah, and it's it 2021. Off. So, you know, can he make it? <laughs> <laughs> Can he make it seven more years, and, and, or eight or nine more years, and maybe have one? Uh... <laughs> You'll get there eventually. Yeah, he'd have to be alive for nine, nine more years, years and still making movies in order to pull that off. I think he'll still be kicking. Will he still be in movies? Listen, I don't know. Although, put... technically, he's not in this movie either. It's just a voice. He could be doing voices in nine years. Or he could put something in the can. Yeah, yeah, there could be that, too. Uh, but then again, ain't nobody going to touch this six-decade uh, yeah. streak yeah, either. for sure. So he's uh, he's secure in his legend, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. Wrapping up the show here next on the X-Rock. Volby, hey. wait a minute, my girl, here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Roller coaster ride on the show today. Fairly depressing life lesson, courtesy of Big J, where he was worried he wasn't going to be remembered by his daughters. His legacy is in question with his own family. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about Boise Hemp Fest, which is happening tomorrow, 10 to 10, at Julia Davis Park. Big Jay going to be out there from 2 to 4. Also out tonight at the Albertsons in Payette from 4 to 6. So you can swing on by and say hello to him if you're so inclined. A reminder that if you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com, the one you hear about all the time on the X. But that does leave you with the floor, Big Jay. Yeah, going to hope to check out some uh, football this weekend and maybe free guy. That's the plan? Football free guy broadcast? In my free time. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, you think it's going to happen on Sunday if it's going to happen at all movie-wise? Possibly, yeah. There you go. Uh, I won't hold you to it because uh, usually when you announce those things, you don't get to make it happen. So if it does, I hope you enjoy the movie. Or I'll just lie about it. I know you will. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Western Heating and Air. You probably noticed the smoke in the air outside, but what about the quality of the air inside your home? Call the experts you can trust at Western Heating and Air to see how improved the air quality in your home. Call 208 Western for more information. Jason Drew's coming in here next. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.